Hi, my name is Dan Kimball. I'm the superintendent of Everglades and Dry Tortugas National Parks. And today I'd like to talk about a very, very important ecosystem restoration project to the park. And this project is what we call the Cape Sable Plugging Project. We're very fortunate. This is an American Recovery and Reinvestment Act project that was approved by Congress and by the President to bring over $7 million to Everglades National Park to do this important plugging. So with this project, we have enough funding to get them built and get them built right. Cape Sable is a very remote part of Everglades National Park. It's really the very southwest corner of the state of Florida. Not many visitors go there because it's a challenge to get there. The key way to get there is uh, either canoeing or power boating out of Flamingo. It is about 10 miles to the west of Flamingo, so it's a, it's a hefty paddle to get there. We have white shell beaches, and then we have mangroves, and then we also have a, a freshwater backcountry area. It's the kind of area where you can see alligators and crocodiles and both freshwater uh, feeding birds and also marine birds as well. So they're roseate spoonbills and a kind of a full assemblage of freshwater uh, species as well. Tony Terry is my name, and I'm the district ranger of the Flamingo District in Everglades National Park. And we're now uh, stationary at the mouth of the East Cape Canal. It was originally dug by the model land company back in the 20s to try and drain this area and make it a area to be developed for people to buy land, settle here, and um, maybe one day this would have been Miami, but um, it didn't make it to that, thank goodness. We basically disturbed the natural process in the 20s um, by digging these canals. And so a more natural phase would be salt water outside of this canal, and the, main, and the mainland would separate, and then we would have some fresh water that's more fresh in the summer during the rainy season than more so in the uh, winter season. Park took over it late 40s, 47, we were able to try and plug some of them. That happened in the 50s. I first noticed the uh, dam being a problem with the breakage back right after Hurricane Andrew. We realized that it needed to be replaced. In 97, they put a new type of dam in with sheet pallets, and that worked for five, six years. And then the water came around the side of it and washed all that out. The habitat back there wants to be more freshwater, and that's historically for hundreds of years is what it has. And what we're running into is it has more salt water, so we're killing off a lot of the marsh area by not having enough fresh water back there. If we didn't have a dam here in this area right now, the canal would keep getting wider because of the erosion going off. Right now, with the canals open, the water just runs right in there. There's no slow flooding. So for 18 years, we've been talking about repairing this dam and repairing it the correct way. And this is the project that hopefully will restore this area to a more natural flooding process behind the dams.
My name is Chris Sheedy. I'm a project manager for this project for J. Cashman Inc. We're a company out of Quincy, Mass. Uh, this is a Cape Sable Dams project where they're constructing dams in the East Cape Extension Canal and the Homestead Canal. We're about 50% complete on this project right now, right on schedule. This is the East Cape Canal. The, the sheets have all been driven. There's about 490 lineal feet of uh, steel sheeting. Two bulkheads approximately 100 feet apart and in between that is an earthen plug which is this limestone sand you're seeing being put in right now. We're constructing now uh, because this is the non-nesting uh, season. The, the nesting season goes between April 1st and October 1st, so you can't work in and around this area. From my understanding, it's designed to withstand hurricane and uh, tropical storms. To what extent, what category, I'm not 100% sure of, but they did put a lot of effort into ensuring that this particular structure, same and over at Homestead, is going to be able to withstand uh, those storm events. The riprap is on all four corners, and that's for erosion control, because you will get some floods, here and there's, uh, you'll get some storm events as well and the riprap tied into the land area will keep the uh, area from being washed out. This is a combination of steel sheeting, riprap and soil plug uh, dam system that uh, all work together to keep the canal the way it's going to be. The water already upstream of this area has already become way more clean than it was previously because of the sediments. Uh, because the turbidity uh, values have gone down, way down. The riprap really is the, uh, the cornerstone of the project in terms of maintaining the integrity of the dam, maintaining the integrity of the canal. Without it, it eventually the, the soil materials would, would fall into the river, the, the water would come around the sheet piles that has been installed there, so it's as important to the project as the steel sheeting is that cuts the water source off. You could actually build an entire dam out of the riprap if you needed to, but in this particular case, they, the sheets stop the water completely where you get some kind of penetration through the riprap. Everything has to be trucked down to a staging area that's already predisposed by National Park Service in Key West. So everything gets placed on barges there and then brought over here about uh, 70 nautical miles to uh, the Cape Sable area and we unload it and we have uh, a tug service constantly going back and forth with empty barges loading them and bringing them out with full barges. But for the most part, our labor equipment and material resources came from South Florida. Uh, all the limestone sand, the riprap, is all indigenous to southern to South Florida, which was part of the design. Uh, the steel sheets were bought uh, from a company that was located in South Florida. Almost all the labor here, uh, except for a couple of management personnel, are all from the South Florida region. Well, right now we're sitting inside the daddy. I'm the daddy driver, driving the, the tugboat back and forward. My full name is Junesco Hernandez. Uh, I'm from Cuba, and I live down here in Miami. I've been here for 10 years. 10 years. Driving the barge around is a little bit complicated sometimes with the current, but I can handle it. I can handle it. Well, if I, if I didn't have the job, I'll be at home, sitting at home collecting unemployment, doing nothing at home. But when I get here and I see the alligators, and you know, that's kind of exciting for me because I never seen that before, especially in the national park. I've never been in the national park before, so that's, that's cool. When this project is uh, gone, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to come back here fishing because this is good fishing back here. So, and I'm going to bring my wife back here too. This is about as remote south as I've ever been and seeing this kind of a natural environment. It's been a nice experience for me and for some of the other management that's working for Cashman that's here. Crocodiles, uh, we've seen rattlesnakes, alligators are out here, all kinds of different birds, uh, the pelicans, the, the white ibis. Manatees. Yeah, manatees. We've seen manatees, a lot of manatees inside the marina. 
And a lot of dolphin. That's, that's a cool thing to see, about 24 to 30 dolphin all in a big rush. Sharks, uh, no doubt, yeah. These canals that were cut out in the, in the 1920s were very effective at draining water out of the freshwater marsh and then also providing for an avenue for marine water to go into the freshwater ecosystem. So you've gone from uh, what was freshwater now to a, a much saltier, brackish environment. And because of that, the, there have been adverse effects, for example, on crocodiles. Crocodiles are very dependent on a brackish habitat, especially juvenile crocodiles. In summary, this, this project provides benefits on a lot of different fronts. The major goal of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act is to reinvigorate the economy and provide for jobs, and it certainly does that. Second thing this project does, it does a great job in restoring the ecosystem of the park, particularly when we do not have the funding normally to carry these things out, nor is this project part of the Comprehensive Everglades Restoration Plan. Our goal is to not only restore this area, but a wide range of impaired habitats in the park. And with this project, we've shown that we can get the job done.